Hey guys, this is Mr. Robert here, and thank you for tuning in to the Station Square. Thank you for tuning in to the Station Square podcast. Lovely start, but anyways, um, <laughs> so today we're gonna be um, this is gonna be a little bit different from what I usually do. Um, I usually do interviews with various voice talent um across the community um and artists, writers, and all that mumbo jumbo. So um, today we're just gonna be chatting and just have. Good old nerdy geeky, um, that type of discussions where we gush about our favorite passions and interests and just yeah, just you know like we're having a normal conversation and um all that good just stuff. I will ask questions, but um yeah, this is gonna be a more um chill conver like just sit down and chill and just chat and just you know like you would on a Twitch stream or what have you, <laughs> where you're just chatting with your audience. Or at least uh, to that degree. But anyways, um, so what I have, who I'm having with me today, is somebody who has not done a podcast interview before, which seems to be a common theme around, um, around on here that I do on my podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna um turn the attention over to somebody. I'm pretty sure you might have seen their comic dubs before, or they're just still, um, you know, pursuing the same paths as I am. So yeah, I'm just gonna introduce Miss Um. Ella Gads, aka Cool Artist One 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 Zero, or just Ella GBA, <laughs> or what have you. But and yeah, thank you for joining me today. And yeah, how's it going? Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me because, like you said, this is my first podcast interview, and I'm very flattered that you wanted to bring me here. I'm doing all right. I'm hopefully doing okay. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I hope you're doing okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, um, yeah, in the midst of these times, we're just, you know, doing what we can for our own safety and just, um, you know, have to abide by the laws and living the new normal now, apparently. (laughs) Can't believe it's (laughs) been about a year. Holy moly. Uh, Wow, how time flies. But anyways, I'm not good to go into the real world stuff because we just wanted to talk about what we love (laughs) in life, right? (laughs) Right. So yeah, um, I guess since this will be going up online at some point later this month, so um, would you like to tell, share with the people out there um, more about yourself, like what is it that you do, what an average day consists of for you, and yeah, all that good jazz, so we can learn a little bit more about you. Okay, um, let's see. Well, as you said, my name's Ella, that's normally what I end up going by the first username there is a username I just end up putting basically everywhere because it's just been my username for a long time. But what I've been doing is I have a YouTube channel that now has over 12,000 subs, which is great. I don't know how or why there's that many subs there, but I upload to it about every four days if I can. And for a while I was taking a voice acting class for like, the uh, most of January and then the first little bit of February. Now it's over, which, I mean, it's sad, but I enjoyed myself and I think I learned a lot. But that's about what I do for voice acting. I audition for things online a lot. I've been paid once and it was for a commission. (laughs) I hope to do this full time eventually in my future. But for now, I'm just trying to get my voice out there and do stuff. I'm in fan projects and fan dubs and things. That good? <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. So, um, yeah, since we're just gonna be chatting for a bit, um, we're just, um, we'll just share, um, about you know, 
um, what we do online, and yeah, all of that good stuff. So yeah, that's a nice little introduction that you've got there. So let's let's get on with the questions here. <laughs> hey. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. So um, so growing up, I'm kind of curious. So when did you first start getting interested with what you're doing right now? How did you get interested into well the voiceover shtick? <laughs> Think of a jig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, funny enough, the first time I really was told, hey, maybe you should voice act was when I was very young, and my brother told me that because I I did a like a Marge Simpson impression that I don't think I can do as well now because it kind of hurts my voice to do. But I did it, and my brother, who's older than me, he was like, Ellie, you should do that. You should voice things in cartoons. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. And then I I used to live in California, and then I moved over to Pennsylvania, where I am now. And when I did, I was I was kind of sad. It wasn't the best time in my life. And I was into the game Fire Emblem, like the Fire Emblem series. And I saw a casting call online for a Fire Emblem Fates fan dub. And I was like, that could be fun. So why not? I auditioned for like the character Rinka from Fates, who I now hold very dear to my heart just because it was my first role. I got cast, even though the microphone I was using was my internal MacBook microphone, which... A lot of my earlier videos still have. It sounded horrible. But I auditioned for that and I found I really enjoyed myself. And then I started looking into voice actors, like who they were, because I knew just through listening that some of the people who I had heard when I was younger definitely played multiple roles and things I liked. And I looked into it and was like, oh my god, the same few people voiced my childhood and made me so happy. I'd, I'd like to do that. I want to make people happy by just performing for them. And I found I was really enjoying it, and I found I was kind of good at it. So I kept doing it. I actually got a microphone. I started the YouTube channel to practice my voice acting work and to just get my voice out there. I auditioned for projects, some of which are still going, some of which kind of died. But I still got cast in them, so that's something. And that's how I got into voice acting. And I keep doing it because I think... I mean, I think I'm okay at it. <laughs> and also, I just really enjoy doing it. And whenever I see comments on, like, my YouTube videos saying that they enjoyed my stuff and it made them smile, then that makes me happy. Yeah, um, my story is very similar. Um, it Pretty much at a young age, I just always loved doing, like, you know, impressions or just, you know, the, the silly voices. And I just didn't really... <laughs> I never really thought of it that, like, this was a career that you could actually... Um, invest money yeah. into because um i just because really um when you're a kid like what much else could you really do besides um going outside and play or just go to a park and just um make funny voices to entertain your friends and just you know um because you're kind of like the class clown which is kind of what i was but um <laughs> yeah it was just um i always knew that cartoons and animation were just something that I was I have a huge um like a big passion for um ever since I was a kid and then um I didn't think that um oh wait a minute um these people they um I because you know I thought these characters were real and then I found out well, wait a minute yeah, there's same. like actors who actually get paid to do this you go to the microphone and they give life to these characters th th this That's is a awesome. job Wait, this is a job? What? I want to do something like that someday. 
but there's only a couple of issues, couple of problems. One, I had no idea how to get into that. And two, I wanted to be a kid <laughs> actor for like, I don't know, Disney, Nickelodeon, that kind of oh. died. <laughs> Pretty quick. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, I did not know how to break it to Hollywood. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, I still um, don't know how. I'm just kind of trying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all of us are. <laughs> So, yeah, um, and about a brief moment of being up on the stage and I thought, oh, this is fun. But then for some reason, I didn't do it again because I was homeschooled after sixth grade. So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> OK. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Then uh, fast forward to, you know, 2017, um, I started online and uh, my got casting call and all of these other websites. And that's pretty much how the ball started rolling from there. Um, Same. Your casting call is great. Yeah. And also, oh, wait, there's Newgrounds. Yeah, that's a great little website where I found a lot of animations and other VAs. Um, We'll talk about the voice actors, you know, a little bit later. But yeah, those are just how kind of how I kind of stumbled into this. And yeah, I haven't really looked back since I started like over three years ago. And crazy how nice. times have changed since then. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Especially like, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. This I past... don't think any of us were expecting that. Yeah, for like the last past year or so. But hey, we're, at least we can still do remote work in the industry since people right. have been adapting to the changes relatively fast. So it's not like, um, yeah, I guess voiceover is like the one acting department that's still being consistent but if you're doing like theater or um like in movies like on film then yeah it's uh can't even imagine it's really tough (laughs) so yeah i do have an acting coach who she does theater stuff and i've gotten to see her do stuff for theater online like just through video which obviously isn't the same as theater on a stage but i mean at least they're figuring out something it could have been much worse Oh, yeah. It's not really the same as, like, if you're going in person because you get to see the thrill and the joy and the whole, um, just the entire environment. It's just nothing like being there in person. But, yeah, hopefully things can look up for the better soon. I'm not saying... Wear your masks. (laughs) Yes. Bingo. There you go. If we're going to go, if we're going to get PC, we might as well save that for the end. But, um, yes... (laughs) But anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we both started. So um, just out of curiosity, um, how did you come up with your username? Uh, the old, the old one is one I've been using since I was very young. I it was my Monster High username <laughs> when Monster High still had a website, which rip for the website that it was awesome. But when I was much younger. I wanted to do art things. I wanted to be an artist. It was a very, like, naive dream considering my art isn't very good. But the cool artist name just came up and then that name was already taken. So it was like, add some numbers to your name. And then the suggestion was like, 1110. And I was like, okay. And I just ended up using that for everything. Which, I it doesn't make much sense, but I don't know. I just keep using it because it's consistent. The other name, LGVA, is kind of easier because it's my first name, my last initial, and then VA for, like, voice acting. Okay, nice. Um, I did um, used to want to have a VA or VO in my username, but I thought that would be a little, no offense to anybody out there, but that would be a little too redundant. So um, 
That's why I have Miss yeah, Mystic Robert or Mystic Irie J, which um for Mystic I just kind of like the word. Um it's there's nice really word. Yeah, there's really no other way I could explain it. Just Mystic sounds nice. So yeah, let me just have it as my first. And then for I or J, um first three letters of my full row name, Isaiah Robert Jackson. Oh. So and for Robert it's oh, my nice. middle name because um, you know, for privacy sakes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I and, don't have a middle name. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. So Robert or, or Rob, because it pretty much has a nice little ring to it. And um, yeah. Um, and funny enough, um, speaking of which, oh, yeah, that, we'll save that for a little later. But for now, um, mm-hmm. so how did you first come across like Casting Call, YouTube, and how did you actually get your start on the Internet? Well, I mean, when I... I mean, I've been on the internet for a while since I was pretty young, just because that was how the world was starting to change. Everyone was starting to be on the internet. We had to do stuff online for homework and such. And then when I started doing YouTube, the first YouTube channel I ever made was actually with the first username I had, which was the cool artist one. And I made horrible, horrible, like, Minecraft gameplay videos, a la Sky Does Minecraft, except much lower quality because I was in middle school. They were terrible. I have privated all of them out of shame. <laughs> but I first started doing that. And then I found Casting Call Club, I think just through a stroke of luck, just because that's where the Fire Emblem Fates fan up came from. I wonder if the people who actually were in that fandom were listening. Hi, guys. <laughs> but... Once I found that on there, I just looked at the whole website and I was like, huh, this is really neat. And when I decided I want to do more of this, then I just decided to look through Casting Call and I've been on there ever since. For YouTube, it was when I finally decided, like, this is what I want to do. I really enjoy doing this. I figured making a YouTube channel would help spread my voice out more to differentiate it from the original horrible Minecraft gameplay YouTube channel. I named it LGVA just because I wanted to have a different name, disconnected from the middle school videos I made. Although some of the videos on my channel that I made at first aren't very good either. But I started doing like Steven Universe comic dubs just because I found out that I can imitate characters from that show and most of the cast is female. So I was like, oh, that's easy. I did that and I kept going. I started doing song covers, which at first were just me, like, playing an instrumental in the background, and I just sang along with it, no matter how horrible it sounded. Eventually, I figured I should probably edit these, so then I started using iMovie, which isn't the best editing software, obviously, but it works enough, and that's how I edit my things now. I actually try and put effort into editing my content now. And I think it evolved from, like, oh, I'm just doing Steven Universe content because it's easy to do and people seem to like it. Like, I had a small following. I then kept doing other things because I was like, this is my channel. I can get into other things I like. I started to do, like, I got into Animaniacs and started doing stuff with that. I got into, like, I just got into more stuff as I grew older and kept going with the channel. So I decided to implement that into what I did. Although, for a while, Steven Universe was just the main thing I did. Now I'd say Steven Universe and Animaniacs are the two biggest things on my channel, which I enjoy doing. I obviously like doing original stuff, but I'm not a producer or a writer or anything, so I can't 
really make it unless I'm cast in it. But that's how the YouTube thing started. I'm very happy with how it turned out. My most popular video is... It was very short. It's this one, like, Steven Universe comic dub I made a while ago. And it has millions of views because I think YouTube decided out of nowhere, let's suggest this to people. I don't know why. And I remade the video because it was very, like, it was very popular and I wanted it to be better. So I re-edited the video. I re-recorded it so it wouldn't be with my horrible Mac Mac MacBook internal microphone. And still, that one is not getting nearly as many views as the original. I have to thank that video for getting me probably a bunch of new subscribers, but I still have no clue why that one is my apparent magnum opus. YouTube algorithm is very interesting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. YouTube algorithm makes sense sometimes, and then other times I'm just wondering what it's doing. Oh, yeah. If, if, if YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. If we could... Yeah, like, we don't want to turn this into, like, a YouTube rant session for, like, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is bad. No, no it's fine. No, no. Take no. down my channel. <laughs> no, do not take down this interview just for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what? Are they going to go to... No, no, no. I'm not going to even go there. But anyways. um. Yeah, no. Yeah. So many possibilities, I but that was, I hope not. No, but I hope that was a good explanation. I don't know if I went on tangents or not. I try not to. No, no, no. I think that was fine. But um, I guess this kind of brings up an interesting question that immediately came up to me. Do you ever look back at your old work and you kind of cringe or just feel embarrassed about it yeah, compared to where you are I, now? <laughs> definitely. I mean, some of the time I'm like, I was like. 14 when I uploaded this. I can't blame myself. I was 14 years old, but at the same time, I'm like, Ella, why? You didn't edit your videos. You just, you played a YouTube song. Like, what I did was, in one tab, I had, like, a random song from the Steven Universe soundtrack open, and then on the other tab, I had the comic I wanted to dub open on, like, Tumblr or something. I'd always credit the artist in the description, thank God. And I used QuickTime player to record myself as I like dubbed it and clicked through it and it looked terrible now of course like I'm much better at now I put videos and I'm, I then like I record it separately I put the videos on top of the recording I edit out my large breaths that I take <laughs> it's much better now and I'm very happy about it and I realize I did need to go through that to figure out how to do it better but yeah, when I look back at a lot of my older stuff, I'm like, why did you do this, Ella? Why? <laughs> oh man, th this actually reminds me because um, when I actually, when I, you know, actually started on CCC, um, I actually didn't even have a microphone. I just mainly used like the built-in computer laptop mic. That yeah, I was that's using. what I was using. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, I had to borrow my brother's because, um, I don't know, I guess my computer wasn't working. <laughs> well, I mean, the old one that I was using before for, like, 10 years just kind of stopped right. working. I've been using this new one since September, I believe. But, yeah, um, so that's what I, that's how I started it, that I got a Blue Yeti at the, now I'm using the ET2035 XLR right here in a closet. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just take a look. 
I look at the side of my microphone. S E X. I think it's one or X one A. That is what the side of my microphone says. <laughs> that's mm, okay, what I'm using. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what you use. Yeah. How has been your? Yeah. Let's talk recording setups. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, bad recording uh, setups and the one you're using now. Yeah, those are always fun. <laughs> hooray. My first recording setup was just me in my room talking at my computer. It sounded horrible. Now what I use is I just I asked for advice from I looked up online, I asked for advice and we went to this store that sells music stuff, me and my mom, because at that point I couldn't drive. I can drive now. <laughs> but I like we asked like what's a good microphone for recording things with. We I was given this one which I'm currently using and I'm very happy with along with the little thing that has the gain on it. I don't know the technical term because I'm horrible at that. <laughs> I have this noise canceling donut which is like just this foam thingy that surrounds my microphone on all sides, which is nice cuz it really helps with noise canceling. And for a while I did not have a pop filter. Because I figured, ah, it's fine. I Oh, it won't pop my peas. And then so many of my videos had me popping my peas. So then I got a pop filter. And now I have a pop filter and a microphone. And a noise-canceling thing around the microphone. Still in the same room, but at the same time, it's much better than just me talking into my computer. And with all the background noise that the computer would pick up. I think it sounds pretty good now, I hope. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You gotta make sure that you gotta cancel out all of those breaths and all those dreaded right. mouth clicks every single time you talk. In this uh, right. So you have to resort to like drinking water or eat Granny the Granny Smith apples, the ever so famous. <laughs> yeah. In order to take away or those. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's I just always see fun. a line. I see a line of mine. And I'm like, oh, that sounded good. And then I listen again. And I hear like a mouth noise, and I'm like, dang it. To record it again. Yeah, that's the struggle of auditions. It's like, okay, this yeah. sounded nice, and then you hear like once, and then you're like, uh, and then the sound, no! and then the sound engineer is screaming like, um, why did you reap it in? <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? Oh no! What are the directors and clients think? And then they think it sounded fine, and then you hear the. Oh yeah, so bad. <laughs> Yeah, might as well. <laughs> and then you listen to it in the finished product, and, it, and product, and it's like, oh dear God, why did I think this sounded good? <laughs> why did I think this was okay? There's no, this one yeah. video I was in. I just remember, I was kind of like, I had a cold when it happened, and then I watch it again, and I hear my nose was sort of stuffed up, and I was like, ah, it sounded fine, but I was like, I was like, I, I sound like I'm sick. Dang it. <laughs> Mm. Well, of advice, kids, do not record when you're sick. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, then record afterwards. I mean, unless if it's definitely for a character who is sick in the script, but even then, I'm oh, like, yeah. <sighs> it's kind of, ooh, mm, mm. even then, it's kind of, mm, mm, mm. it's a Take bit, care of yourselves. yeah. <laughs> Even then, it's sort of debatable. But yeah, just take care of yourselves, bottom line, pure and simple. Your so, health is the most important thing. And mental health, for that matter, jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, wow. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, do 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 do. So that's how you get your stone online. So um, there's one other question. Okay, yeah. So I would just okay. go to this one other one. Um, so I guess um, jumping off of what I asked, like um, when you first started out and where you are now. So um, did you expect to be at least um, to have this many to provide voiceover work and and the amount of projects that you've been in over time? I didn't know what to expect. I know. I sort of jumped into it without knowing too much. <laughs> I sort of, like, I assumed, oh, I might be cast in a few things. I hope to be able to do this, like, when I end up being old enough to do things professionally and, like, possibly move out and somewhere, like, go somewhere where I can actually, like, make this a career because I'm still, you know, living at home. I would have gone to college this year, but because of COVID, I took a gap so everyone could just figure out what they were doing but I didn't know like what to expect entirely I figured I might be cast in like a few things and then I ended up getting cast in more things than I expected again some of them just didn't go anywhere but it still means like if I got cast it still means I was talented enough for someone to be like oh this person did a good job I'll put them in this project which is good and I never expected to be able to at least make any sort of editing at all because I'm not I'm not a sound engineer by any means I don't know what I'm doing but over time I figured out how audacity kind of works and I'm like oh I can make the sound decent wow I'd never expected that I never expected to have this many YouTube subs weird flex but okay like I didn't expect to have like more than a hundred or something i and then just out of nowhere, my channel blew up because of that one video the algorithm decided to bless. That was completely unexpected and it was really flattering. And honestly, just seeing anyone cast me or sometimes I get a private message on Casting Call Club like, Hey, I've heard you and stuff. Would you like to play this part in my project? Or would you like to audition in this project? And I'm very flattered. I'm like, you reached out to me. You know who I am? Thanks. And then they do it. And sometimes they're like, hey, do you want to do a collab? And I'm like, yes, please. I never expected that to happen. I never expected people to want to reach out to me to do things like you did. I was incredibly flattered. I was like, you want me on a podcast? I don't know. I mean, okay, thanks. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, what did I do to deserve such a special occasion? To do such, yeah. such special treatment. It's like, wow, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And going back to what you were talking about, like, not expecting, just expecting the unexpected, to be honest, um, I feel like everybody's like this, um, because nobody knows that voiceover, um, there's a lot who decide who, where this is pretty much their passion, this is, like, their bread and butter, and then there's some that just, mm -hmm. just so happen to stumble into it, and look at how successful they are now, not that I feel like envy or jealousy or yeah. anything, but, um, I guess one of the big, one of the best <laughs> um, aspects of the community community is that um, people can be so um, supportive and loving and kind, and they want to see others succeed. And um, yeah, it's not yeah. like vicious or yeah. anything. I mean, you do have a lot of you know um, constructive critiques and the bluntness and the honesties, but they just want to help you. It's nothing against you as an as a person. They just want to help you grow as an actor. That's kind of yeah. They want to see you get yeah. better. So it's something that I <laughs> had to learn the hard way. But yeah, I mean, everybody is everybody yeah. learns that 
they grow at different um yeah everybody is really different they could grow at different um whatever amount of time it takes paces. yeah paces i mean it could take you like um i don't want to say a couple months but it could take you like at least a year or two sometimes it could take you like even longer than that longer you just you never know <laughs> Sometimes you can figure out something that took other people like a while to figure out because you just found that you have a natural thing, like aptitude for something like that. And other times, something that took someone else like five minutes to grasp takes you a year or two years, which is fine because everyone's different. Yeah, it's not like if everybody was successful like overnight, then um, it would it would just kind of be there wouldn't be any jobs yeah, left. Exactly. <laughs> And you're just, um, and a lot of the newcomers are just literally gonna be put out in the, or just left out in the dust, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you gotta keep trying. Gotta keep trying. You just, you just gotta do it, man. You just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't compare your success to other people. Oh yeah, definitely. Do not compare. Don't, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Yeah, that, that's just keep going and if you're successful for yourself then that's good you're successful though. yeah you just gotta believe and you gotta just do it make your dreams come true this is a dated reference now i mean it's still true it i mean you can still it use is. it as your motivational shia labeouf is our spiritual he's our uh, mentor he should be all of our mentors <laughs> yeah gotta make your dreams <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams, so just do it. Yeah. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So do just it, do, do it. it. Oh, gosh, I love him. Oh, yeah, that also reminds me. Um, <laughs> going back to the whole um, feeling embarrassed about auditions and recordings. So this can happen about as recent as, like, I don't know, um, a month or... Because you're always improving on your craft and you always want to get better, so you have to be honest with yourself. Most of the time, the auditions right. that I would do, I would just send and forget about it. And then the only time that I would be um, reminded of it again is if I was cast in it, which I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's nice. Um, but the thing is, like, when you go <laughs> on CCC and then you, then you listen back to the auditions that you did, you're like, oh, wow, oh, boy, that might do not... That sounded a little mm. off. Jeez. Yeah. I wish I could have done a better take. <laughs> Jeez. Because, like, <laughs> the characters are all, they have specific directions on the line. So sometimes um, it'd be nice to throw a curveball and just give them something they, because for the directors, they don't really know you could just play with the characters. Because the directors, to be honest, they don't even know what they want. So you just want to put your... Yeah. All they know is that when they find what they want, they'll be like, yes, that's it. Yes, that's what that's I want. it. Yes. Then I did this one audition and I still got cast for it. But looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Oof. Um, really wish I could have done this this one better. <laughs> Sheesh. <Why? laughs> but to be, you know what? The person like the director liked it. They cast me for the role. They thought I was a good fit. But uh, but I, I, I'll take it. I'll gladly take it. <laughs> That's a learning site for me to do better next time. But anyways, um, yeah, there's been a lot of instances <laughs> where, like, do you ever, like, do an audition? You didn't really feel it was, like, particularly strong, and you still got cast for it? <laughs> Does it ever happen to you? Yeah. Well, I'll, I try my best on all of them, but I never know if it's, like, great or if it's just, you know, okay. Sometimes I am very surprised to see I got cast in something. 
like there I see a bunch of other auditions and then I get cast and I'm like really out of all the people there you picked me with my audition and then other times I there's <laughs> there's the reverse situation where there's only a few people auditioning for a project but I'm still finding it interesting and I don't get cast and I'm like there weren't that many people I <laughs> I I guess they didn't want me that's okay you got to move on <laughs> but there's a lot of times where I'm just surprised and that out of everyone on the website that's auditioning, for some reason, they picked me over them. I'm happy for it, and I'm very like glad I got cast in something. I'm just sitting there wondering, do they really mean this? Like, Do they actually want me in their project? Yeah, there's times where I'm like, I would just send an audition where I feel was like, eh, it was just meh. And then I still somehow got cast for it. Or there are auditions where I felt really proud of. And then I didn't book it, which is normal. That's entirely right. normal in the industry because um, even in the professional field, there's um, the amount of um, booking rate I hear is like um, I hear that the the percentage of bookings is like five, ten percent if you're even lucky. But most of the time, you're booking like for <laughs> every like fifty or sixty or seventy auditions that you do, which wow. I commend you for that. You only book like two or yeah. three. Two if you're lucky or one. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's better than nine. Or sometimes if you book mo like at least two or three roles in the same project, then it's like, okay, cool. That's um, that's an extra bonus for you. Well done. <laughs> I love talking to myself in character. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are always fun. That's actually how you, that's a good way to practice. Talking to yourself, reading out loud, and yeah, practice scripts online and right. cold read. The good old cold reads. Cold yeah. read. Yeah. I'm apparently good at those. Yeah, boy. I've been told I do good cold reads. Hmm. Sometimes the They're cold, hard. for the cold reads, if I'm practicing like, off when I'm not when I'm behind like off the mic I feel like I do okay but then when I get up I'm like oh wait I have to actually uh, do the acting now Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's the opposite for me where I'm like I'm just reading a line to myself and I think wow I said that really well then I record it and I mess up and I'm like so this is what happens when I'm yeah, recording yeah huh? me all the time man <laughs> You said it great, but no, when you record it, then you decide to mess up or the microphone decides to make a popping yeah, noise. That, don't yeah, know that, why. that, that's when the issues start. <laughs> right. I mean, unless, um, I don't know if you're in a well-treated space or whatever, but um, even then, it's like, um, then if you live by an airport or you, sometimes you have to deal with the lawnmowers running or you have to deal if, like, if a TV is too loud. Sirens outside from the police. Oh, no, I don't get sirens in my neighborhood. Thank God. <laughs> I used to, but <laughs> no, not really that much. Sometimes I hear train noises. Oh, yeah, I'm trains, just, but yeah. Because there is a train, like, kind of near here. Yeah, I have trains here, too. Not really too loud, though, thankfully, but still, it's yeah, <laughs> where I live. Sometimes it's just distracting like i have a cat and sometimes he comes in while i'm recording and starts meowing and ruins the take and i'm like you're very cute i love you please get i'm out. working <laughs> and he doesn't listen he just stays and he wants petting and then I uh you got it then okay. he leaves yeah you got it gotta treat your cat <laughs> good, <cat>. good kitty <laughs> we all need cats in our lives so, so yeah <laughs> 
cats are so Yeah, cute. they really are. So we already talked the equipment. So, okay. Um, so what have been your favorite, like, roles or characters that you have voiced for projects so far? And what have been your favorite ones oh. that you've worked on, too? Ooh. What have been my favorite voice roles for projects? Well, any project I've ever been cast, it's, like, a lot of times it ends up being impressions, which is fine. I Like, that's not everything voice acting is. Impressions can help, but you should always, you know, look to find an original character to voice and then give it a unique voice because that's what voice acting is. But I still enjoy doing impressions. Like, a lot of the time I get cast as Peridot for things because I can do a fairly decent impression of her. And I always enjoy doing it just because it's a fun voice to do. It's not my original voice, obviously. It's Shelby Rivera's, but I try. I also... um, I'm in... It's another impression, technically, but I think I sort of had to make it more of my own with it. It was... I got cast in a... Well, I've been, I think I'm in multiple projects I got cast as this character. For There's a character from Dragon Ball Xenoverse and Xenoverse 2, Toa, who has a deep, evil voice, and I really enjoy doing that one. <laughs> Again, it's not technically original, although I think the longer I've done it, the more I've started to change it from the original, just being an impression and made it more mine. I'm not stealing the role from the original like actress, of course, it's hers, it's not mine. <laughs> I really enjoy playing her. I like playing evil, it's fun. It's always fun to be evil because you can say mean things and not feel bad about it. I also, uh, I don't, I got cast to play a little girl in something that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say what it is or not. <laughs> Probably can, but just to be safe. I got cast as like a very young girl and it was fun being like a spoiled little brat because it's just being evil or being spoiled. You just get to say things that you would never say because you shouldn't say those things, but you do and it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy doing stuff like that. Um, there been, I, can I think of any other favorites of mine? Oh, uh, oh, in, oh god, there was going to be, I don't know if she's still gonna show up, I've been part of this one project that used to be called Rebel Gems, and now it's Minerva Gems, and it's been in the works for ages and ages, and there was this one character, her name was Goethite, I don't even know if she's still in the series or not, because of how much of the, like, how many changes they've made, and I gave her a very stupid voice, because... Of the way they wrote how she talks. She repeats herself. She ends most sentences with the word yes. Even when the word yes should not be in the sentence. It just... It kept doing that. And so... I made a very dumb sounding voice for her. And I really enjoyed doing that. I hope she's still gonna be in there somewhere. Either way, I'll probably just end up doing the voice to myself anyway. <laughs> I think those are some of my favorites. So it's kind of like the Yoda thing. Like... Mm, the force is uh, the <laughs> force is strong at this one. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I like a yes. Um, I'm like um a hamburger with a side of French fries. Yes, with the Coca Cola. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pepsi okay is not. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There's, I don't know if you watch these YouTube videos, but you know Brian Hull? He goes to restaurants in his cartoon voices, like Bugs and Daffy. Going oh. to like, I think I've seen a few of those. I think he goes to like Chick-fil-A in those videos, and um, yeah. yeah, he's really good. 
I would never have the courage to do something like that. I'd be way too shy yeah, about it. Yeah, and also these other YouTubers that do like um and, I mean, you mentioned impressions, but there's there are YouTubers who have broke into professional VO like um let's see. Um Justin Um no, um they first started off as impressions and I but. guess um they kind of um they got discovered they and got popular, more popular and, and then yeah, that's how um Right. I think they're with agents now in agencies, like in L.A. and such, <laughs> like um Anna Breezy Voices and uh, Brock Baker and those people. Oh, yeah, Breezy. That's, yeah, that's what I'm referring Brock to. Yeah. <laughs> I admire them both very much. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really talented. So, yeah. <laughs> Breezy blew up with the Pokemon video from all those years ago. I still remember oh, seeing my, that yeah. from when I was younger and being like, wow, this lady's cool. I can do some Pokemon, but not that many. I don't think I can really do many impressions that are, like, as accurate as the original. Because whatever I do, like, in, like, right. in pre-existing character, um, I used to try to mimic exactly mm. how they said in the original. But um, I think I watched a podcast episode where, um, you know, if you're doing fan-dubs or impressions or if you're voice matching, and it's good mm -hmm. for practice. And then eventually over time, you kind of make the character your own. You give it your own little unique flavor and take to it. Yeah, yeah, it's what happened with Toa. I think. Yeah, exactly. That's what you said. <laughs> Again, not stealing it from like the actual person who does it. I'm. It's in this one fan project I'm in that doesn't like. I don't get paid. Aww. <laughs> I'm happy to do it though. It's a fun project. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't get paid very Aww. much yet. <laughs> don't worry. Oh. I try auditioning for things with pay, and I mean. I'll get gassed eventually. Hopefully. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've been focusing more on the paying original stuff now too. Um, but sometimes on the side, yeah, um, me too. I have been in a couple of like you know little projects that are passion fan projects that they put a lot of care and effort into those. So yeah. it's like okay, maybe audition for those and see where it goes. And yeah, <laughs> still got cast for those. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fun. Yeah, it's fun for practice too. So um. And then sometimes when the fan project creators, like, they're working with another fan project creator, and then they recommend you to it. And that actually did happen when I had just started, specifically with, like, a few Dragon Ball fan project friends that were all working together. And I'm hap I happen to be in, like, three projects for because of just the connections between those people, which is pretty cool. I enjoy being in them. I get to do fun Dragon Ball noises. Yeah, that's exactly what, um, yeah, that's really, that's the cool part, um, I get, um, I'm not sure if I got referred to that, but, um, I received, like, casting calls that have been put up by, um, people that I work for, or I just go on Twitter and just see what casting calls that I can audition for, um, whether it be through Twitter, CCC, or just emails on the occasion, and I'm, I see a project and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can audition for this, this looks a, like a lot of fun, so that's pretty much how I, uh, pretty much, that's my working ethic i guess <laughs> <laughs> right i just try and look and if i see something is paid i'm like Ooh, yes, I'll audition oh yes for it, unless yeah. there's nothing that i can audition for <laughs> then it's like this character should be played by a person of color i'm like okay i want to audition for it then because i'm not <laughs> mm, yeah i'll just leave that yeah alone. i'll just um hmm. Because I know they they're starting to make more give more of a specialty and they're giving more um, recommend accommodations for people of color roles, which is is very much which, which is, is great, great because um I 
this has been kind of a struggle and an issue for a long time. And um, yeah, it's great to see that we're finally starting to get accommodations for that. So it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I support it. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I definitely support it. Even if it means I might get less roles, other people will get them and they're my friends. So yay. And I see like, this role should be played by a person of color. I'm like, okay, I want to audition for it then. Great. Find someone who is great and is a person of color because they deserve it. I won't steal a role from someone. Okay, yeah, exactly. Like, if a role suggests non-binary, I'll just offer it to somebody who can, you know, to have the, uh, that, the uh, give it the more authentic performance. Um, I would just give it up to somebody who hey. is, uh, like, say if they're non-binary or if they're um, another other person of color or if they're trans, then I would just... Um, I mean, for people of color, as a person of color myself, I would go for those. But for like trans, right. then I will. I'd be like, uh, probably just give it to another, another actor. Yeah. Just give it to an actual trans person. They'll probably know it. Yeah, because I know. <laughs> I'm definitely not. But um, yeah, it's really nice that you know they're starting to have more variety and have more diversity in the voiceover industry, which nice. is great. It's awesome. Cool. I'm very happy yeah. to see it. So let's see. Oh, yeah, some of your own personal, like, for the stuff that you have created, what have been your own personal, um, like, what have been the your absolute favorite videos or your favorite work that you've done so far? That, yeah, that you've uh, done. Oh, videos yeah, that I've you've made? made? Ooh, that's a pretty good Um, I will say that a lot of my videos, because the channel, it started out as just dubbing comics I found on Tumblr. I credit the artists and sometimes like i either sometimes i forgot to link back to them when i was younger but i always put their names at least which makes me very happy because i wasn't one of those jerks that stole art from people which is good and i have a very strict policy on if an artist sees my video and wants it taken down i will take it down immediately this goes for anything i'm in where i like i'm using something i personally didn't make i'm just like okay i'll take it down done it hasn't happened yet but if it does that is what will happen uh one of my favorite things that I did, it's over now. It was, I dubbed a fan comic for Steven Universe, the new home one, which if you're listening and you're complaining that it's over, please stop. I know the artist who made it personally. They're not making more of it. Please don't complain about it. But I really enjoyed making those because, well, it introduced me to the artist who made it and I got to join their Discord, which I've been a part of for a while and I very much enjoy you know, all the company I have there helps me know artists and it helps me spread my work to the people who like it, which is nice. And I really enjoyed doing it. It got, I got to do a bunch of impressions. I got to make up a few voices for original characters that just didn't have any. And it was a long running series that people seemed to like. So it's, that was one of my favorites. I covered Ruby Rider once. Again, Steven Universe, I have a lot of that in my channel. It's a good show. But I covered it and it, I don't know why that one turned out to be probably what I consider the best cover I've ever done. I do a lot of random things there, too. Sometimes I just, you know, draw my... Like, I draw myself poorly, and then it's me talking about things. With, like, for example, I made a video about me talking about Doctor Who for a bit just because it was the anniversary of it, and I figured, I don't know, it's its birthday, why not talk about it? And I really enjoyed doing that because I like talking. I like talking about myself. But anything that... I enjoy making most videos on my channel. I Anything that I'm super excited for, obviously I'll be happier about. But the new home series is one of my favorites. I'm dubbing over 
Incorrect Animaniacs quotes is another great one. A lot of people seem to like it. Basically, it started, I got permission from the awesome person running the blog to take the incorrect quotes and dub them. For those who don't know what that means, incorrect quotes are just... T normally, they're either making up a quote or taking a quote from another source and applying it to, like, in this case, Animaniacs. In any other case, it's just another show. I really enjoy reading those because I get to... Well, I get to do deliveries that are different from the original line deliveries because half the time I just don't know where the source is from. And I get to do it in characters that I also feel sometimes I get to make my own. Specifically, just Yakko, Wako, and Dot. I love doing their voices. Obviously, the originals are a million times better than me and I respect them more than so many other things. I don't want to say more than anyone because that's like, rude. Like, what about my parents or something? I don't know. But... I enjoy doing that. And then, of course, sometimes, every once in a while, just I used to do things with <laughs> Gravity Falls, which is one of my favorite shows, has Bill Cipher in it. Bill Cipher's voice is so fun for literally anyone who has ever done it because it's just screaming and it's great. Just screaming is fun. <laughs> so anything with him. And <laughs> I hope that's a good answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I can say my favorite projects because literally most of them, um, are not even finished yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem sometimes. But if, like, um, for my favorite auditions, that's also hard because, um, like I said, after I sent off an audition, um, I just kind of forget about it and I don't really look back. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> because you have to send, you have to record, send, no, actually it's, for auditioning just record send it then forget about it and if there's a line you don't like and then congratulations yeah, if you don't like a take that you feel it doesn't really sound right to you do another one and then after that um yeah just send it off and then if you get cast congratulations <laughs> Woo but most of the time sometimes you find casting calls that are close to the deadline and then i'm like oh whoa i want to audition for this what why am I seeing this so late? Oh gosh, quick. I gotta get this in. <laughs> it this happens. Quick, quick, quick. I know do this it, happens do it, do it. a lot where sometimes um I would be a daredevil and yeah, just send off auditions like 30, 20, 10, 5 minutes before the deadline. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. I I have I'm relentless. <laughs> yes, I am, I am relentless. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Okay, so finally, let's talk about what we've been waiting for. Let's talk about our favorite voice actors. So, um, you can just name your VAs, like people who have inspired you personally to go into voiceover, and, um, yeah, just list off your favorite voice actors in general. It could be online, it could be the professional VAs, anybody that comes to your mind. Let's just gush about it. <laughs> okay. Woohoo! I feel like if I don't mention someone eventually, I'm going to just get backlash. If I'm lucky enough to ever work with someone who I admire but didn't mention this, I'm going to be like, So, on that podcast at one point, you didn't mention me, huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, first I just admire... Basically, most people I've worked with, I admire them because they're all really cool. <laughs> because the people I work with, they're nice. I like them. Because all the people who are in the Dragon Ball projects I like... Like, there's Brandon and Legend Sword. I forget if they're... And, like, and Alex and 
Vex and all of them. Look at my- I have a playlist of my channel of things I'm in. They're there somewhere. <laughs> and then for- with Sanctuary- Well, I mean, I have to shout out the person whose class I just took, because I'd feel bad if I didn't. <laughs> I took a class under Chucky Bear, who, like, for example, is Android 17 from Dragon Ball. In English, obviously. And he was really awesome, and he was a great teacher. Shout out. <laughs> and it was nice meeting him as well. Then there's other voice actors. All the ones I've had the pleasure of meeting at cons before all this happened. They've all been very nice. I have a bunch of pictures on my wall of autographs I've gotten. Like, I got to meet Charles Martinet at a convention. He's the voice of the Mario characters. All of them that are, are existing, basically. With the exception of, like, I don't know, Yoshi and Peach and Daisy and stuff. Like, he's Mario, he's Luigi, he's Wario, he's Waluigi, he's Baby Mario, and Baby Luigi. And it was great, because when he signed the autograph I have, there were pictures of the characters on there. And as he signed it, he made noises for each of them, which was great. I got to meet Sean Shemmel once, with Goku, which was really cool, because, you know, Dragon Ball is awesome. I mean, Chucky Bear was also cool, because he's in Dragon Ball. Meeting anyone from Dragon Ball, I'm like, ha ah. Then I got to go meet, I went to one very big con, I think it was Keystone Comic Con where I got to meet a bunch of people, where I got to meet Kevin Conroy, who's Batman, like the Batman voice. He was very like insightful and very nice too. He was so wise. <laughs> there was Phil Lamar, who among other things, like, I mean, the first thing I normally think of is Hermes from Futurama, because Futurama's hilarious, but he's in a lot of other stuff, like... I never watched Samurai Jack, but that's him. He's Samurai Jack. And he's Jon Stewart Green Lantern. Best Green Lantern. He was really nice, too. I got to meet him. I got to meet Troy Baker, which was really nice, because he's super cool. He's like, I, I admire all of these people so much. <laughs> I got to meet Grey Delisle, and I'll also bring up Tara Strong, who I haven't met yet, but I really admire Tara Strong, because she has so many roles, man. <laughs> I got to meet Greta Lounge. She was so nice. And oh my god, it was so nice. I got to meet Richard Horvitz, who is, among other things, again, he's Zim. And once you know he voices Zim, it's pretty obvious what other characters he's voices, <laughs> voiced. He has a very distinct voice, which is great. He was all, he was nice. Everyone is so nice. They don't deserve this. I got to meet uh, Maurice LaMarche, who, I mean, he has a million roles. The brain from Animax is a big one. Egon from the real Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters. A bunch of Futurama roles like Kif. He's in Disenchantment, which is that new show that Matt Groening made. Which is great. I finished the third season. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was good. There's just... He was also... <laughs> he's also Elsa's dad, which I didn't notice for the first time. But then I watched it again and I was like, wait a minute. That's his... What's he doing here? I got to meet him twice now, actually. He was so nice and great and oh my god <laughs> and just the big one i've been saving up is the person who i think one of the f oh wait no i forgot to mention a few people stupid stupid all just eric stewart dan green because four kids was dumb but i loved it anyway eric stewart dan green veronica taylor and then like a couple people uh colin click and lauren bailey laura bailey <laughs> lauren bailey Laura Bailey, like Alex Tipton, Christopher Sabat, God, so many people. <laughs> um, let me think. So I was going to end up, and then there's, there's Rob Paulson. <laughs> I have a very interesting, 
he was one of the first people I found out about when I found out what voice acting was. Although I think the first person I ever found out about was... Oh, wait, I forgot to mention Mark Hamill. Also Mark Hamill. He's awesome. And then there's... I didn't mention Jess Harnell and Tress McNeil, the other two Warner siblings, because I I met them online once in a online panel, if that counts, but I never got to meet them in person, which is sad. I want to so badly. But now, I'm sorry, I go off on tangents a lot. I like a lot of people. <laughs> also was the first person I figured, one of the first people I figured out did multiple voices when I was a kid. And I don't mean like when I was older and started looking it up. When I was younger... I watched a lot of television. Like I still watch TV. It's, I watch it on my phone now, like on Hulu and Netflix and such, rather than actually on the TV, because this time you can watch it without stupid commercials. Yay! But when I was younger, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I grew up on Nick and then later Cartoon Network and Disney. They came a bit later. And I watched Jimmy Neutron as a kid. Great show. And I, I mean, there was Carl, who everyone loves Carl. Who doesn't love Carl, man? And then later, as I got a bit older, I watched Danny Phantom growing up, which, I mean, I won't discuss the creator here, but the the show, I really liked it as a kid. It was one of my favorites. I had a huge crush on Danny as a kid. <laughs> but I heard the box ghost, and I was like, that sounds familiar. He sounds like Carl from Jimmy Neutron. That's weird. Must be a coincidence, then. And then, eventually, when I started looking up, like, who are voice actors? Who are the people who were always there in my childhood? Oh, more shoutouts that I just remembered. Eric Bowser exists also. Eric Bowser's cool. Uh, and Charlie Adler, right? And Chris Summer. And oh my god, how do I keep forgetting so many people? I'm so stupid. E.G. Daly, also. There's another one. But I looked it up and I saw... I was... I saw just so many roles that were my favorites. And it was like, voice by Rob Halston, voice by Rob Halston, voice by Rob Halston. I was like, what?! This is all one dude! And I find out, oh my god, this is just one guy. He has always been there, and I just never noticed. And this goes for a lot of other voice actors. Oh, Tom Kenny! How did I forget Tom Kenny? Uh, how did I forget Tom Kenny? <laughs> and all the other SpongeBob guys, Robert, SpongeBob is, and Quincy Brown, and Bill Fuggerbuck. I probably mispronounced his name. Ah! And Mr. Lawrence. How am I forgetting so many people and just remembering them now? <laughs> I have too much love in my heart. But I look at him and I'm just like, wow, all these people were just there making my childhood what it was the whole time. And I just never noticed with a few exceptions. And I decided, you know, I want to like see more of what they did. I ended up finding, like, I ended up listening to some panels from some conventions and I found out about the old, I think it might be coming back, which is great, but Another podcast, the Talking Tunes podcast, Rob Halston had for a very long time. I started listening to that, and I just like I realized, oh my god, these people are just wonderful people. They weren't like the big Hollywood actors that everyone's like, oh, they're such a pain to work with. They're all, they're a terrible person. These people were genuinely so nice and sweet, and I just I wanted to hear more about like what they did, stories about behind the scenes of the recording. Oh, another was. Other voice actors have just popped up in my mind. Greg Sipes, Seth Green, Sean Astin, the other... T uh, Cam Clark. <laughs> the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle people. <laughs> they all came. And may wait, men. Okay, so just all these people 
they were all so sweet. They all had such interesting stories. They all had different ways they got into voice acting. Dad Castle and Edda. There, another person. I keep forgetting people. Like, sorry, other, pe other Simpsons people that seem very nice. I just, they're all so talented and just... But when they go out in the street, no one really knows who they are because they're not in the limelight like other, like, again, like Hollywood actors, which... Like, if you saw, like, Leonardo DiCaprio or something in the street, you'd be like, oh my god, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. But if you see some voice acting in the street, unless you are already interested in voice acting and, like, that's your thing, you won't know who they are unless they start talking and doing the voice. Kevin Michael Richardson, another person. Yes! I remembered more people. <laughs> David Kaufman, another person. God, I need to say these names already. Kalita Shazi! <laughs> but just... Like, they're all such wonderful, talented people, and they're all so happy to do their jobs, and they're just as happy to hear our praise as we are to hear them do their work, which really, again, inspired me. I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be able to have someone come up to me and say, Ella, you helped make my childhood better, and I want to be, and I want to say thank you, like, for telling me that, because, like, these people made my life objectively better than it would have been without them and i think the reason rob Hall is involved in a lot of that is just because he was the first one i really found another person matt mercer matt mercer other person there continuing with the people i've forgotten <laughs> i feel like a jerk but i guess since rob Hall was kind of the gateway to the rest of them that's sort of why i think of him a lot i got to meet him four times now i think it's great he's so nice and it's just, it's, I, whenever I meet them, I'm very awkward about it. I'm much less awkward than I am now, if that's possible. Like, I mean, I'm much more awkward now if that, no, <laughs> I can't talk. I am more awkward when I meet, like, big voice actors or even smaller ones or just any voice actor in general. I am more awkward there than I am now, if that is even possible, because I don't really know how to thank them. I don't know how to be like, thank you for being there and making my like my life better, making my childhood more happy than it would have been without you. I just don't know how to like I can stand next to these people and be in their presence and be worthy to be there because they're real. They're right there. All these voices that had like all these characters I grew up with, they're all right there standing in front of me and I'm just talking to them like it's perfectly normal. And it is. That's the cool part. It, it is normal. It's great. And just, there's so many voice actors I admire. I mean, I've already listed like a million of them and keep listing more as they pop into my head. Travis Willingham, there, another one. <laughs> Nolan North. <laughs> but all of these just wonderfully talented people are so sweet. Brad Tadashore, there. <laughs> I keep going. They keep going. And I keep listing more people because I never stop thinking like, wow, these people are amazing and wonderful. And that's like a big reason I want to keep voice acting because I want to be a part of this wonderful community of wonderful people. And like, they made such a big impact on my life. So if I voice act, then maybe if I'm really lucky, I can help make an impact on another person's life the same way they did to me and that would be a, like, the most amazing feeling on earth if that ever happened Rusty Taylor rest in peace win all wine rest in peace there's more <laughs> god I keep I keep messing it <laughs> god I'm sorry that went on for a while <laughs> <laughs>